everyone, and welcome to the March episode of our monthly leadership podcast on leading his leaders. I am your host, Avery Nesbitt. Hey, I am here with a very close and very awesome friend of mine. Uh, this is Kim Hires, uh, affectionately known as Dr. Kim. And she is the CEO and founder of the Nightingale Firm. She's a certified coach, public speaker, mm-hmm. and an amazing, amazing woman. And so, Kim, yeah. thanks for joining us on the podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Hey, so this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. We're here in your home yeah. in Decatur, yeah. and uh, I think when everyone gets a taste of who you are, they're really gonna love uh, not just what you have to say, but the heart that you have. Thank you. So listen, you have um, made an extraordinary name for yourself in what you do and the, the, the impact that you're able mm-hmm. to bring. Um, uh, Dr. Kim is also not just a certified coach and a public speaker, but she's also a, a registered nurse. She's mm-hmm. also an RN. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you've done is you've taken um, the nursing profession mm-hmm. and instead of just focusing on being the best nurse you could be, mm-hmm. you've, you've upped the ante. And you've decided to take the profession of nursing mm-hmm. and increase their leadership. Yes. You've decided to in, uh, take the nursing profession and say, how can they be better nurses? Yes. How can they be better leaders? Yes. How can they be better at who God has created them mm-hmm. to be? And so talk to us just initially as we get to know you as why did you go that route? Yeah. Why didn't you just decide I want to be the best nurse there is. Why did you decide I want to help make other nurses the best they can be? Absolutely. So nursing for the last 17 years, it's been voted as the most trusted profession in the United States, hands down. And who spends the most time with the patient? The nurse. nurse. And we're 4 million strong in the United States alone. So we're the largest segment of the healthcare workforce. But one of the things that I started to notice when I went into academia So now that I'm on the education side of it, Mm -hmm. I would graduate phenomenal students from our nursing program. And within a year, I'd get an email. Dr. Harris, I want to change jobs. Dr. Harris, I'm burned out. Mm -hmm. Dr. Harris, I don't want to do nursing anymore. So when I initially started off the company, it was focused on working with the nurses one-on-one. And then I I started to get burned out. (laughs) (laughs) It's four million strong. So I started to say, okay, everything rises and falls on leadership Mm -hmm. right so we can churn out nurses into into you know out of these programs and we put them in and it was like putting pouring water with a bucket with a hole in it Mm. they were just burning out they weren't staying i said what's the problem what is the constant yeah and i looked and it's the leaders you have managers that have been 20 something years in the game cnos that have been in there for 20 30 years I'm like, what's going on with the leaders? Yeah. So I started to talk to the leaders and I realized no one ever taught them how to lead. They didn't have the skills. They knew how to be nurses, but they didn't know how to lead people and to handle the weight of leading people. Yeah. And especially leading people in a heavy profession like nursing. Because mm-hmm. you see the worst all the time. You, you know, people are sick. You deliver bad news. I mean, it's just a constant pouring out and no one was taking the time to pour stuff back in. So what I explained to the leaders was when we graduate a nurse and they successfully pass the NCLEX exam, they know how to be a nurse. 
They understand patient management. The part where they need you is how to navigate all that comes along with it. Mm. And so that's what I teach them. That's what my firm does. It teaches them that coaching aspect of nurturing that talent. I guess, you you know, the buzzword is soft skills. But right. what it is, soft skills are, how do I help you to, to become the best person that you can be? How can I influence you? I hired you knowing you know how to do this already. Gotcha. So how can I keep influencing you and elevating you to operate at the best that you possibly can be. Gotcha. Yeah. That's good. So soft skills are those intangible, interpersonal yeah. Yeah. skills. So the, the, the hard skills are more of our knowledge? Yes. Okay. Exactly. That's right. exactly what it is. So the hard skills are patient comes in with X, I know to do Y, yeah. I get this test back, I know that it means this. Yeah. The soft skills are more if someone's not performing well, do you talk to that person? Mm. Do you penalize them? Do you say, oh, you're not good at... No, I teach you how to talk to them. I teach you how to coach people up. Yeah. I teach you how to figure out what are the signs of burnout. It's wow. that emotional IQ quota. That, yeah. that, 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 that's the part. Yeah. That, that's really soft skills. See, I love that because that's relatable to every profession. Yeah. We, all, <laughs> we all have a certain amount of... Of, of skills, hard skills that we've yeah. learned, textbook, yeah. book knowledge. That's, e that's easy. Uh, but those soft skills, you don't, just, you don't just pick that up. No. So something you said is you, you talk to these um, leaders, mm -hmm. the managers over the nurses, mm -hmm. who probably started out as nurses. Yeah. But because of time, yeah. they've been there the longest. Yes. Um, they get promoted into these places. Yes. How do you coach someone who has... <laughs> been promoted due to longevity but never was taught those soft skills along the way or maybe even talk to some of the, the listeners that maybe they are that person they've been promoted because of faithfulness yes but they haven't been taught how yes. to lead yes and so one of the first places we start off with is leading yourself well mm -hmm. And so my coaching style is much more holistic. Yeah. You know, I tease clients. I'm like, I get up in your business because <laughs> yeah. I need to know what's going on with you. So this yeah. idea that it's that you have a professional persona, that, that's a farce. There's no mm. professional you and a personal you. Right. If you're terrible at home, you're going to be terrible at work. Hello. <laughs> so, so I usually ask questions and yeah. people are often shocked. Because I'll say like, okay, so tell me, you know, what's going on at home. Yeah. I, so I'm, in addition to being an RN, I am a scientist. So I bring in that, that analytical piece. Yeah. So I give my clients like objective assessments. Yeah. And so I have pages and pages of reports from assessments that they've answered before they even sit in front of me. Wow. And I'll sit there and I'll, you know, let them talk and I'll go, okay, so... You know, I gave you some assessments. You tested a little high in conflict with your family. Mm. What's going on? And then they'll look and they're like, well, what does my conflict have to do with my job? And right. I go, everything. Everything. Because if you can't lead at home, if you can't lead yourself, what you're seeing at work is nothing but a byproduct of that. You don't know how to lead. Mm. And so we work through different things and... You know, even just knowing how to handle conflict, they don't know how to do that. So when they've been promoted by longevity, those are the clients that give me the hardest time. Um, because yeah. you've been rewarded, but you're not necessarily doing the right thing. 
So getting them to see that, look, look at your turnover rate, right? So the nurses aren't leaving because they can't do their job, Mm -hmm. right? It's that saying, people don't leave a job, they leave bad managers. Exactly. They're leaving because something's not coming out of leadership that they're hoping for. That's right. So we'll go through like a role play exercise. Let me see how you do your annual evaluation. What are some questions that you ask? And so what I encourage all leaders to ask, especially when you're dealing with, now we have this huge generational gap mm-hmm. in nursing. You have baby boomers and the millennials. And right. it's like, all this is mm-hmm. happening. But they just learn differently. Yeah. Millennials just learn differently. Yeah. And the example I always give is a story with my son. So when he was three years old, I'm, he's an only child. I'm a first time mom. Mm-hmm. When he was three years old, I said to his preschool teacher, I was like, you know, how's he doing? And his preschool teacher was old school. Like, this woman should have retired, like, 15 years ago, right? <laughs> okay. So, I mean, if she, you laugh, but if, if she could make those kids write in cursive at three, I think that's what they would have been doing. Like, she was real. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we gonna do this. <laughs> so, I said, you know, how's he doing? And she said, he's not coloring well. So, I'm thinking, <gasps> What's wrong? What's wrong? All the all the new mommy guilt or whatever. So I go out and what do I do? I go buy a bunch of coloring books, jumbo crayons, skinny crayons, all this stuff. And I'm like, wait, we're gonna learn the color because you know I know my baby's a genius. I don't understand why he won't color. Right. So we're coloring, and Blake hates. He hated coloring. Mm. He hated coloring. So after one session, um, I finally just said, you know what? Okay. When you're ready, you'll do it. Just color in the lines, you know, when you need to. Yeah. He gets up and he walks over to the living room and he picks up his tablet. Because he had a little tablet. He picks it up, he finds a coloring app, <laughs> and he pop, 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 and proceeds to color. Okay. And then walks over to me and shows me the app. Look, like, I color. Look, I can color. And I thought to myself, okay, so that's what we're doing with the younger generation, yeah. right? We're holding them to a standard that's not even applicable to mm, them anymore. That's good. And so as a profession, we need to pivot in nursing. So when one of the things I help the leaders to do is I'm like, when you give an annual eval, do you ask them, or do you still want to do this job? Wow. Is this what you thought it would be? Right. Because a lot of times it's not, right? You have all these ideas when you're still in school about what the experience right, what is going to be. be. Like. Yeah. And then you get out there and it's not. And no one dares to ask, is this still what you want to do? Right. Is this aligning with your expectations? And so no one asks those questions. I'm like, do you build in opportunities for them to rotate? Your job as the leader is not to just retain them in that position but to give them opportunities to be the best that they can be. From the moment they start, you're supposed to be training your replacement. Yeah. That's who they are. Because yeah. you're not going to be in that management position forever. Right. Yeah. That's so good. <laughs> From the moment you, they get there. From the moment you're hired, you're not just hiring a nurse to stay on the floor. You're hiring your replacement. Well, so even now in my position... I don't just see my students as students. I'm like, you, you're going to come take this. Right. I'm not going to be doing this forever. God knows I don't want to be working forever. The yeah. retirement goal is, is fairly young. Yeah. So. <laughs> I get that. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. That's because I think every leader, 
we kind of instinctively know that, but we don't naturally do it. Yeah. We instinctively know we're supposed to be training up those, you know, around us, but we don't yeah. naturally do it. Well, I wanted to um, ask you one last question of all of the different clients that you've spoken with uh, in different states and different places yeah. and, and just all of the venues. You help people work through those obstacles to their mm-hmm. leadership, those obstacles that keep them from becoming the person they know they were meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would have to believe that there's probably a commonality yeah. between <laughs> different ages, different, different you know, positions of people. Um, give us two or three of those common things that keep people from becoming yeah. the leader that they know they were supposed to be. So first and foremost, I think off the top of my head, they don't lead themselves well, mm. right? So we're a culture that rewards hard skills. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. don't learn those soft skills that are needed to navigate relationships. Like I tell people, um, leadership is very relational. Yeah. yeah, know your people. Yeah. And, you know, make it a point to be interested in them. Mm-hmm. The other commonality is they've never seen it modeled. So in nursing, we still eat our young. Mm. And there are generations of that. And to hear, you know, I I was giving a talk on transformational leadership a few months ago. And a nurse raised her hand and said, well, the problem is, you know, the young nurses aren't resilient. And I was like, well, actually, (laughs) every nurse is resilient. You don't make it through nursing school without a certain level of resiliency. Yeah. But to expect someone to perform at an optimal level in the midst of burnout, in the midst of a dysfunctional health system, that's actually a really abusive mindset. And we have to call it what it is. Because no one ever told you that no, it's not normal to have X amount of patients at one time. Right. So you don't think, you think, well, I used to have 24. What are these nurses complaining about yeah. eight and nine for? Right. And so it's that perspective of no one ever modeled this behavior for you. Mm-hmm. No one ever thought about how do I keep you? And I'm real with leaders. I'm like, look, there's a nursing shortage and it's only going to get worse. So it's in our best interest to try to keep the talent that we have. That's good. So they don't know how to lead in a way that influences positively, that builds relationships. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I do. I come in and I teach them those skills to yeah. do that. And I'm like, when people feel valued, when they think that, when they think that management actually cares about them, mm-hmm. they stay and they do their job. Yeah. They do their job. Yep. Yeah. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Maybe give us one more. One more. One more. Yes. Pull one more off. The, the, the list there, common things that stop people from becoming the leader they were meant to be. I think, too, because we've rewarded the longevity, mm-hmm. they're not, they, they don't know how and they don't feel equipped, right? Yeah. So whenever you have a leader that's micromanaging, very stern, very iron-fisted, it's usually because they're afraid of failure or they don't feel equipped for the job. And so, you know, I'm certified with John Maxwell, and one of the things he always says is, leadership reveals everything you don't know. So all of a sudden you have this person 
that has been a nurse for 20 something years and they get put in a leadership role and it's like yeah i had no idea and so instead of saying i didn't know or i need to go figure out a way to stay in a constant state of learning, yeah. they get uncomfortable, they get defensive, mm -hmm. they get fearful of almost being found out wow. that they don't know. Yeah. And then you get these horrific managers. Right. That it know comes off as being like. a tyrant. But I can't true. let you know what I don't know. That's good. That's yeah. true. Yeah, it reveals everything. It reveals everything you don't know. Yeah. And I think we've all have worked for those managers at least once or twice. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Kim, thank you so much. Thank this was you. great. Thank you for having me. This was great. Fun. Hey, you can find uh, yes. you can find everything that Kim is doing yes. on her uh, on her webpage. It's the Nightingale Firm uh, right here in Atlanta. And mm -hmm. thank you for stopping by the podcast. Or more of like, thank you for letting the podcast stop <laughs> by your home. Thank uh, you. This this is this has been great. Thank hey. Uh, you can find out more and additional content on leadingisleaders.com. You can follow us on iTunes and on Stitcher. Um, and hopefully something we've said today helps you as you're leading his leaders. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. We're about to go have lunch right now, so we're going to catch you guys a little later. <laughs> uh, just in case you think life is fair, sometimes it's not fair. Uh, Dr. Kim is also married to Chef Kyle who has been uh, one of my dearest friends for over 16 years. Um, he is an amazing, amazing chef. Um, you can find some, you can find a little bit of a glimpse of his food <laughs> on uh, the afterglowexperience.com. You can also find him on Instagram on Chef Kyle Hires. So while you're looking at it, uh, we're going to be eating it. Yes. All right. Yes. See you, everyone. Bye. Have a good one. <laughs>